Hello, everyone. This is episode 134 of my podcast show, In the Know. This podcast is aimed at trying to guide people through the world with a variety of topics. Each season, there will be a particular group of topics to cover. Within these topics, I am asking questions and trying my best to answer these questions with my viewpoints of the world around me. The following introduction speech is what the topic of today. And that introduction speech is how does walking keep you healthy? As a child growing up, my mother never owned a car in our household, so we had to take the city bus and walk everywhere. It actually felt weird when I did have my own car for once. But let's focus on walking for just a moment. We walked so much, I wore out a lot of shoes. And this walking did not stop once I grew up. It went into my adulthood, especially once I moved to New York City. It is a city where people walk a lot, even though there are cars. You will get a pretty decent workout as you are trying to go about from point A to point B. Because the blocks in the city are longer than normal. But this is not about my life living in the city. It is regarding the benefits of walking, how it keeps you healthy. So let's go straight into the episode regarding walking and its benefits. Enjoy the show and continue to subscribe to my YouTube channel. What is walking? We all know what it is, but what is the clear definition for walking? So the clear definition is an introverted, an inverted pendulum gait in which the body bolts over the stiff limb or limbs with each other. And walking is different from running because the speed of the movement is different. Also, the way in which the feet leave the ground changes for walking rather than running. Walking is also an activity you learn to do as an infant from anything. It is called taking your first steps in life. A baby struggles to stand and eventually over the course of days to weeks to months. By the time a child is in grade school, they are running all the time. But walking is not too far from the equation. Now, as we reach a certain age, generally elderly, we experience a life full of circular activity, making it difficult to walk. Here's where you need a walker again, maybe even a wheelchair. But from a nature standpoint, how did we come about learning to walk as humans on earth? Because we didn't always walk on two legs. How are legs formed to walk? As told from an article that I read from How Things Work, on a website on animals, there was information collected and presented as to how this information might have taken place. The legs were an evolutionary response to our ape-like ancestors as part of human development. Walking on two legs was a means to conserve energy. Now that the other limbs, which are arms, are hanging, we now have the ability to hunt, collect food, craft simple tools, and interact with objects in the environment. A theory that has been put forth is that the human experience started from the males going out, having to bring enough food back to the family, which was difficult to bring, went on all four legs. The women stayed and protected the young from predators. Two more behaviors took place that might signal why man decided to walk upright. Traveling through water on our hind legs meant we had to continuously stand, also exposing our bodies less to the sun as a way to walk upright. More theories are due. More theories are that due to the climate shifts and geological changes, early humans had to make longer treks to find food for their families. So people had to adapt to the changes. So how long has man walked? 
From information based on the Smithsonian Natural Museum of History, humanity began walking upright about a few million years ago, before we were even Homo sapiens. Special areas of the legs and other parts of the body took on their own form of evolution. About six million years ago, people became bipedal, judging from the earliest humans, as well as leg support. Four million years ago, the knees took on more support and further became more bipedal. Around 2.5 million years ago is when the curved spine took hold and about 1.95 million years ago when hip support took hold. Not long after this is when we became fully bipedal 50,000 years later. But along with the benefits that came from being homo sapien, there are the costs to walking upright. Now to ask another question, now that we got all the past history out of the way, what next? What age do we learn to walk? Based on information that I was found on my own through WebMD, the baby is constantly trying to make their own extremities stronger. In about six months to 13 months, a baby learns how to walk. In between this time, they learn to walk by first pulling themselves up off the ground. This is what I meant by walk, working the extremities. Now to break this down, you have to just observe these through stages. Within the first six months, you start to learn how to sit up. And between the time period of six months and nine months, the baby starts to crawl. At that nine-month period is when you see the baby being able to pull up and stand upright. Between the time period of nine months and a year, they start to explore the room as they pull themselves up. Next comes the 11th month to 13 months of the baby's life when you start to see them walking on their own. From here, you expect humans to walk around on their own for the rest of their lives. So from here, let's go into the area where we discuss how walking will benefit the legs from a health standpoint. What walking does for health. There are a couple of areas where I found some information regarding health and walking. One area I found information from Harvard Health, which explores the benefits of walking. What was found is that walking two and a half hours per day can decrease the risk of heart disease by 30%. You can also, with this non-equipment activity, lower the risk of diabetes, cancer, low blood pressure, and cholesterol. What was found in women is that there was a lower risk of obesity by 5% when walking was a daily part of their life. Another place of information comes from the Mayo Clinic's website, which explores how you benefit from walking. Those benefits are weight loss and body fat loss, improved cardiovascular system, strengthened bone structure, improved muscle endurance, increased energy levels, improve your mood, improve cognition, improve memory, improve sleep, strengthen immune system, and reduce stress. And the more frequent the walk, the more benefits you get from it. Now what walking does as we age. As we age in society, the speed of our walk starts to slow, starting with gender, where men slightly walk faster than women. But as we age, both genders slow down considerably, but our speed stays close together. Now, if you want to have a healthy life walking over time, then you need to improve some sort of strength training throughout the week. Also, you want to wear appropriate set of shoes for this workout. I myself observe my age and my walking speed, which is faster than most people my age. And a lot of that has to do with my strength training throughout the week. Another aspect of walking 
and age is the research conducted which shows how we live longer when being able to maintain a healthy pace. So with all that has been put forth, so far, is there a specific place in the world where humans tend to walk more than anything? Well, let's see if we can find out. Where do humans walk on Earth? Starting with the most. Based on information that was collected by Circular.org, the country where people are the most active as far as walking is China. This is based on average walks per day. And you're talking about a country where the traffic congestion is simply exists because of the sheer number of people. The majority of the world's population is in this environment, so even a small city is a large city compared to most big cities in America or anywhere else. And the places that precede the country of China are Russia and the UK. Now, as with the places that walk the most, there are the places where people walk the least. Let's look at the least places. From research that was conducted by Stanford University, it was found that Indonesians do the least amount of walking. Of the 5,000 steps considered average, Indonesians walk around 3,500 steps daily. This could be attributed to ride apps and personal vehicles getting around on their own. So with that, where are we going as it pertains to walking moving toward the future? What will we evolve into? As time progresses, making life more and more accessible to move about, who knows what will come of walking? We never know. You might start to see people design machines so that we don't have to walk as much. This can mean walking eventually doesn't exist at all or has become more technologically reliant. We sit at home and go out less. That means all of the evolution of human biology and walking, now we can't walk anymore. But don't be too scared, people. That would take tens of thousands of years. I don't see us becoming that lazy. Yeah, I do see us becoming lazy relying on having to walk greater lengths, which could make our limbs less durable. Over the past hundreds and thousands of years, man needed our legs to be strong for building our society. Over the next hundred thousand years, then we could be weaker below the waist. But our brains are getting bigger. And since I spoke regarding technology, how would this ultimately affect our movement in society on foot? Has technology hurt us? If any of you have noticed, people are walking on their cell and looking down on their cell phones with their heads hung low to the ground. And the problem with that is that we are not aware of the world around us. This looking down as we walk is affecting our reactions to the world at large. So how does this, along with other forms of technology, become distracting to us? Well, one problem would be to start to slow down because we are heavily distracted. Another issue that arises from technology is the transportation accessibility, which causes us to stop being as mobile and relying on driving. We don't even want to drive our own cars anymore. Now it's all about moving in the direction of self-driving. So if you think walking will be something unaffected, keep dreaming. What next? People are going to get tired of walking and want to have some form of self-walking. So we no longer need to use our limbs? I disagree because there will always be people who have less and they don't have access to advanced technology. So they will be more mobile on foot when you're poor in an impoverished area of the world. So with this show wrap up, while we have to ask the question, why is walking good for your health? 
In this episode, my goal of trying to explore why walking is good for your health was interesting considering how I first went through the history of walking for humanity initially. Because you have to understand that piece of information in order to further explore the health benefits that stem from walking. And this is an activity that I have learned to perform all too well because most of my life, it has been my mode of transportation. But we have to ask ourselves a question regarding where we are heading as we move forward into the future. Ask the potential outcomes as to what would happen over time. Now, do I see those scenarios happening? Not likely, but who knows what will happen in the future. Only in time will we understand how our lives will likely change. Thank you for listening to In The Know. And I'll be bringing you another episode regarding fitness and wellness. I will be asking this question, how to appropriately rehabilitate while injured.